brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group. <laughs> it felt like that was really low. <laughs> yeah. Like like my energy level. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Riverdale Rewind Podcast. I'm just Jess. And I'm Nomi Burton. And we're tired. <laughs> this is brought to you by Scott Clark, Toyota, Nissan, and... Honda. Honda. I always forget that one. Yeah. He has three convenient locations. Make sure you visit them or visit him at scoglarka.com. Um, I, I thought this episode was back on the right track. Yes. Yeah. It was jam-packed with a lot of information and a lot of plot-moving situations. Yeah. <laughs> None of us are going to know our best words today because... <laughs> We uh we we did a cool thing. You can actually check it out at wccbcharlotte.com. We last night we're on um we we're at Sugar Creek Brewing Company for Woman versus Man Live with Jacinda and Flytie. If you're a Charlotte resident, they are the MC of the Hornets, and they are also contributors on WCCB News Rising Mondays at eight. But they uh, did this fun little live woman versus man battle, and it was a really fun, engaged crowd. But now we're very tired. <laughs> yeah. It's a long work day. It was a long work day, but it was worth it. Make sure you check out the video. You can watch it uh, on repeat, um, replay <laughs> on uh, our Facebook page, yeah. facebook.com slash WCCB Charlotte. Um, yeah, so I thought that this episode was back on the right track of our Riverdale plot line i'm glad it was a musical and i thought it moved a lot forward we got to actually talk with edgar evernever played by chad michael murray get to see a little bit more inside the farm um of course cheryl gets sucked in because who couldn't have predicted that right um the lodge family comes to a agreement about their divorce that doesn't satisfy veronica and gladys man she's pretty creepy threatening her kid ruthless yeah um and she mentions about she mentions Jellybean not being part of it all or keeping your dad and Jellybean out of this. Right, but, but we know that's is, a lie. Yeah, Jellybean's so much part of it. But did you catch some of the references? There was a Sopranos reference because she said um, when Hermione Lodge was talking to... The, uh, mod, the modster wife. Yeah, she... Well, yeah. Uh, uh, Veronica was like, you wouldn't be the first uh, mobster to go to a therapist, Mom. And that's a... That's so very Sopranos. Absolutely. That whole situation has been interesting and deep. But you don't think they're going to kill her off? No, I don't think so. Right? I don't see why they would kill her off. No, because so what it turned out to be is the the Godfather reference with like the swimming fish and like it was kind of like finding the horse's head in the bed. It was really Veronica sending that to try to woo her parents back together. Because um, Hiram knew that if he if she would... Hiram knew that if, if they her, were to get a divorce. No, if Hiram knew that, yeah, if they were to get a divorce, her li- her life would be threatened. He would never really want that for her. So I guess what they're doing is annulling it now, which is weird. Hmm. But if whatever works, I feel like that doesn't seem any better. But he'll just, for public situations, make it seem like they're together. But I think they're just kind of quick to jump on this whole divorce thing. I feel like this is not... I think it's not going to uh, last. I think they'll stay together. I'm, I'm interested to see who the next character will be killed off. There has to be, kind of like Game of Thrones, there has to be a character that gets killed off. Um, yeah, every year, but it's always, it's 
some kind of minor character, but I wonder if they'll. I don't think they'd work in Luke. I mean, Perry's are they going to have to do something with Fred Andrews? Yeah, but I hope they don't do that in any kind of sordid way. Right. Like, I hope it's with respect. Um, I feel like maybe Edgar or Evelyn will be killed off. Really? I think maybe Evelyn would. I mean, that would be great because I highly dislike her character. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that they will kill off anything with the farm so soon. I think they're going to be, um, they're going to possibly keep that around for another season. Yeah. Um, I like that in the promo for next week, it looks like Betty and Evelyn are really coming, come to fisticuffs. They're getting, they're getting heated. But, and there's always been tension between the two, but this episode, I really feel like Evelyn wasn't going to take anymore. It's, yeah, it's building in. Yeah, she's not being a pushover. So what did you think about all the creepy stuff with seeing um, the dead relatives, like Jason Blossom? And then I had a big question. Charlie Blossom, I didn't think he was dead. Or not Charlie Blossom, Chick, Charlie Cooper, Chick Cooper. Oh, I was like, wait, is that a Charlie Blossom? Which yeah. one? <laughs> Charlie um, Charlie Cooper. Because yeah, remember, she Betty asks her mom, like, Mom, is that why you're part of the farm is to see Char- Charles? But I thought he was alive. What am I forgetting? But I mean, so the the writers uh, basically made you think that he was going to die, but there was no confirmation that he did die. So you and I are assuming he's very much alive because we know how Riverdale is, and we know that just because they make you think that someone's dead, that doesn't mean that he actually died. Right, because that's my whole thing is, okay. Because we did not see him get stabbed from the Black Hood. Well, no, so that Chick Cooper that was the fake guy. Right. I thought he took on the identity. That guy, who whoever he is, took on that identity and went away. Now, the real, I don't think she's seeing the real Charles Cooper, but I don't, that's surprising she even knows what he would look like. Right. And then also... Because she's only seen him as a baby and as a kid from the photographs from the sisters. Yeah. So, which... Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I thought that guy was... We weren't... It wasn't confirmed that that guy had really died. Right. right. Yeah. Neither. Neither the fo- the imposter nor the real Charles Cooper. So that, to me, is a little weird. I wonder if Jason Blossom's character will return like, will we see the actual actor that plays him? I think we will, but it will be as a dream or as, like, something. Like a, a hallucination. Right. It's not going to be as, like, a for real character because he's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found was interesting was I didn't realize that Polly and Jason were running away to that farm. Right, yeah. I thought they were just running to a farm. Like, we're going to make a farm and plant crops and have livestock. Yeah, I completely forgot about that detail. And I thought it was interesting that they mentioned the toddlers, like Dagwood and Tree Trunk or whatever they are. And we still don't ever see them. And I feel like, what's up with that? Like, why, Money. Don't, why don't we see? It was <laughs> because it's just like expensive to hire children for a certain just, amount of hours. Yeah. Yeah. That must be <laughs> um, they, uh, I think that Chad Michael Murray is well casted as Edgar Evernever. He's a good charismatic cult leader. It reminds me, have you watched any of the path on Hulu? Are you familiar with it? No. Oh, I, I deleted Hulu. I got rid of it uh-huh. because I got sling. Oh okay. So I'm a slinger. I don't. I don't know if they, I guess they don't have that show then. Um, 
Well, he just does a really good job of being like that charismatic cult leader, like attractive, handsome, like, and he seems non-threatening. Um, and and that's why people are so like Cheryl. Like he he knows the right things to say. You know, like of right. course you're gonna get washed in. That's why I was like, don't send her in there because she's already actually vulnerable. I actually, I. I disagree. I thought she was going to be great and be able to hold her own and not fall for it. I Because, yes, I know she's unstable, but she's also very strong. So, but when it comes to Jason, she's weak. So, I mean, I just, I honestly thought that she was going to be um, great at being undercover and not falling for the cult. But man, the second she started talking about the tape, she did a terrible job. Right. I was like, come on. Crying and... Well, that or... Well, she just, where are these held? Why would you care where the tapes are held if you're in that real situation? Right. Yeah. Um. So I I was like, oh, she blew it so quickly. Uh, but it, then again, it shows that, I mean, she is a vulnerable high school student still. She's not some kind of superhero. And if we look at her character past, she's gone through a lot. And when it comes to family and Jason and stuff, I mean, she tried to kill herself. So, like, she, that's that's her weak point. So she is vulnerable there to be susceptible to a cult leader. Right. But, but we all know Cheryl as this really strong, confident woman. So, I mean... I think she has no middle ground. She's either really vulnerable or really overconfident. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem to have like a just a medium area at which she functions, um, which I think is to her detriment because she can't find that. It's either middle ground. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see how they push this forward and if like by the end of the show, if almost everyone's part of this dang farm. Um, and how it will res- I w- I'm interested to see how it will resolve, how it's attached to the Gargoyle King. Um, but we did move the plot forward a little bit more with the Gargoyle stuff. We did get back to some of that original, kind of all the, the killings that were happening back in the beginning of the season. And man, Gladys, she is ruthless. Yeah, she's, she's well played. I also enjoy her face tattoo. <laughs> I do too. But she, I mean, she doesn't even care that her son is going against her. She's like, I'm basically going to take you out. I don't care. Yeah. Like, interesting mother, or you just, you know, like, she doesn't care about how her son feels, what's going on with her family. She just cares about her drugs and, I guess, now beating Jughead. Yeah. Um, I like I like that how this wall and end up coming to a rise, and but I feel bad that FP will get stuck in it. Um, I was glad to see the character Mad Dog back. I really yeah, like him. Yeah, that was out of nowhere the phone call. Yeah, that was really cool of uh, Archie and Veronica. I like every now and then when like Archie can really throw it together and help somebody. Like mm-hmm. he usually is kind of a mess. Um, I am a little tired of the whole boxing thing. Like it's coming up again next week, and I'm like, okay, like. I'm a little tired of that. <laughs> I feel like they like it for like the visual of it and the old school vibey, old timey. Well, thing. anything they get, Appa shirtless. shirtless. Yeah, come on now, yeah. hey. But yeah, I I like the Mad Dog character, so I'm excited to see him in more of like an in- integral plot role. Um, I w- I was sad about Baby Teeth being killed. Um, but did you notice when they went to raid that? essentially the drug den that it was kind of like did you watch any of netflix daredevil 
Yes, I did. I off. only saw the first season, though. Well, so that's all you need to see. It's like the f- pilot episode. They have that really long, continuous shot down a hallway with a fight. Yeah. It definitely mm-hmm. took a page out of that. So this episode was filled with, like, references to pop culture. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was cool. But, man, like, flying out the window like that, I was surprised Jughead wasn't more hurt. Jeez. I mean... He's he's strong. He's got that hat on. <laughs> the hat has superpowers. It's a heavy knit. <laughs> oh man, I just I I'm interested to see where this boxing thing will go. I mean, it can't last that long, right? I know. Or is this going to be forever that we're always going to the gym, like Million Dollar Baby, I'm watching <laughs> Million Dollar Baby? It's weird. Uh, but yeah, they so that. The whole thing with um, next week we're gonna see the FP discovers. <laughs> well, he he discovers the body. We are so struggling. We're, tired. <laughs> we're both taking turns talking while the other yawns. <laughs> That's the real. Picture. That's why it's so funny. I'm like I'm like rubbing my eyes. I've got a heat, heat blanket on. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, it's just hilarious. It's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> go but i you know i did watch it i really actually liked this episode i liked how you know and i'm going to go back to the game of thrones thing i i liked how there's so many stories happening at one time and in this episode they touched up on every single story yeah they really did i don't think there were any that were missing no yeah they they're like okay we're gonna cut here we're gonna cut here we're gonna cut here and it flowed well yeah it didn't seem too forced and in there and there were there was time for like gratuitous fight scenes and stuff too um i really liked the dynamic between betty and veronica at the at pops when evelyn was like can i put up yes like that's kind of back to old school their friendship i like to see more moments like that yeah because there was a a while where we did not see them hanging out at all you rarely see the gang of four hang out together right yeah you know um and can we give veronica some props i mean the girl is working at her own restaurant, running a business too, yeah. going to school full time, now dealing with this whole governor prison drug situation, and helping divorce. Archie and her parents are divorcing. Yeah. First they man, they're the worst parents. Yeah. These kids are overworked. And really I would think that her I think true to Hiram's true character would stay together for Veronica. Right. So that's why I don't really believe in this plot line. I think it's going to, something is hidden that mm-hmm. we don't know yet. I, I am, I really don't have a lot of guesses on how the season's going to wind up, mm-hmm. especially with the passing of Luke Perry, like, and how that will affect the plot. Like, will they change major plot points or will they work it into the story just somehow? I'm still banking on Molly Ringwald coming back and being a full time character. She I has know. to because. She's the mom that's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has to be a full time. What what other options would there be? What Archie's going to live by himself and pay for the mortgage? I think it completely depends on Molly Ringwald's schedule and if she wants to do. What that, else though. is she doing? She got nothing else. Yeah, she didn't need to do anything else. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, she was hot in the eighties. Yeah, she's good. If you invested that money correctly, then which let's else. be honest, eighties actors never did. Yeah, I wonder though how she is financially 
Maybe her parents helped. I don't know. Maybe. But now she's a parent that has to help Archie. Yeah. No, I'm like, what are they going to do? Are they going to bring a grandfather in? I mean. Yeah, they got to do something with the character. Maybe an aunt or an uncle that he lives with or something. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. So it doesn't come back until April 17th. And then it ends in May. So we only have a few more episodes left. Um in the season. So it, we are going to start ramping up with really action packed episodes. Uh, but I think I like the way it's going because I think it last season, it ended up being predictable. I think mid season it was predictable. And I think we've taken some good plot turns. Um, and I do like Chad Michael Murray's character. I think good use of him. I think, And also it's like, because One Tree Hill was it was a WB show, right? Right. So he's kind of back in a sense back. I on can't believe it was WB. Like that's so long ago. Yeah. Um, With the out. little frog. Yep. No, that was UPN. Oh. Yeah. Was it? I thought so. No, because it was like the frog with the little like. Oh, I guess cane. Maybe. maybe so. I thought it was UPN. I don't know. Maybe he was WB because the two networks combined. But I can't oh. remember if he was WB or UPN. You're probably right. But let me now I want to look it up. <laughs> Let's see. We're going to find out for you because it's very important. He's WB, right? Michigan J Frog. He had a name? Yeah. Michigan J? No. That's from something else. It's from Mary, Mary <laughs> Melodies. It's from Mary Melodies, though. I think maybe that's what it's based on. WB Singing Frog, 1994. Here, let me put, I'm going to play the audio, because we're here, and why not? Yes! 1994. What a weird, we need to start doing this again. Let's just do this for the WCCB. (laughs) I'm going to tell my boss I've got a great idea. It's going to be a million-dollar idea. And we're going to have a singing kitten. Actually, you know, people would watch. If we were just, like, debuted a really old-school animated, 2D animated singing kitten mascot for Charlotte CW, why wouldn't you watch that? I mean, I would. I would be more likely to watch it. (laughs) And I feel like I'm the target demo. We are the target demo. The serpent's really fast. Let's talk about their training. Yeah, oh yeah. I thought it was pretty cool how they set that up. I really thought they were like raiding something in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I like Keller, Sheriff Keller training. The and squad. I love that he came back like full on making a difference mm-hmm. in the community because for a while we didn't see him at all. And now he's coming back and he's like, I'm going to help this community. What I think is going to be sad though is FP has so much pride, self pride, and pride in his work now. And he's come so far that. that Whatever's gonna, whatever comeuppance occurs with Gladys is gonna, I think, really tear him down. Yeah. And I don't wanna see that, but maybe that's what the character's meant to be. But maybe I, there'll be like a joining force between Keller and FP. Well, they already have, but I, I think that, but I, I feel like it'll be a big personal blow to him that his wife was deceiving him behind his back and then he'll probably doubt his abilities as a sheriff that he didn't realize his wife was the drug lord so you think he's going to give up his title i don't think he'll give up his title i think it'll just put him into a depression spiral and drinking again Ooh. hopefully not though maybe he's come past that now 
Hopefully he stays sober. But he was drinking during his 50th. Oh, well, you, no, yeah. I mean, I think it's just instead of, like, going full, like, heavy drinking. Alcoholism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do that, kids. Drugs are bad. Mm. But you know what's good? Sandwiches. It's our weekly food talk. Food is good. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. Sorry to all our listener. (laughs) All of our listener. Thanks, Jeff, for listening. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, But I think we've pretty much covered it. I think we did, too. I think the episode was pretty concise. There wasn't a lot of... I think we, it leads us in a good mystery for next week. We find another setup with a gargoyle king. So we still have yet to determine who the real gargoyle king is. Is it connected to the farm? Is it connected to the Lodge family? How will it all wrap up? We don't know, but we only have about a month and a half left to find out. Ah. Oh, my God. Summer's coming. It's right around the corner. It's actually really gorgeous today. Really, they planned the Game of Thrones at the wrong time. They should have had it really debuting in winter. Yes. Winter came. Summer is coming. All right. I think that's our cue to close out. Let's wrap. We'll see you next week. Imagine a dancing kitten right now. (laughs) This is the Riverdale Rewind, brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group. 